All right, hello. Welcome to the postmortem of episode 20. Here we are, 20 episodes a year later. We've we've made it this far. We made it this far and we it, it almost it took us a moment but then we realized we really needed to acknowledge the fact that we've been doing this for a year and we've mm-hmm. done 20 episodes, 20 movies where we've fought the, the public opinion and hopefully changed some minds. As, as we went along, we changed my own about some things. So. Yeah, yeah, we actually—it was a journey of self-discovery, and you guys were along for the ride. That's right. Because I mean, there were movies that you know at least one of us hadn't seen at some point, and there were movies that that we thought sucked, and then we ended up liking, and there were movies that we thought we liked, and then we were kind of like a little embarrassed. Yeah. Like like the Family Stone, which Alex liked a lot, and then had to set him straight. Yeah. Well, I'll be watching it again this Christmas. You're welcome to join <laughs> if you would like. But yeah, it's been one year, twenty episodes. Uh, there's not a whole lot changing over the next year other than uh, starting episode 21, we'll have new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> that it, it, right. Yeah, and we, have, and we have already like a few episodes uh, planned ahead of time. Uh, in the spirit of full disclosure, we're recording this before having listened to the final cut of episode 20. I listened to it today. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're good. You, yeah. you endorse it. Okay. So It'll if you guys don't like tonight, it, yeah. you can blame Alex entirely for that. You can tweet Eddie straight with any problems with that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, secondly, we are recording it after having recorded episode 21 mm-hmm. uh, and before recording what will be our Thanksgiving episode. So we're like all over the place right now. Yeah. We're just like like when you're shooting a movie and you shoot out of order, that's what we're doing now. We're like innovating like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we figured just for this little like bonus anniversary uh, episode, we would start with uh, naming our favorite episodes, which I don't know, Alex. I don't know which one is your favorite episode. My favorite one was Elizabethtown. Why? Because it changed? Because you, yeah. you learned something? Really? Yeah, because like not only how jaded I've become as a movie watcher, but also like going through some of the things we've watched for this, some of the very, very like mean-spirited Paul Blart and um, trying to think of what else. We've watched. It's been just absolute dog shit and hard to sit through. Uh, art's easily the worst. Yeah, it, that's why I'm like blanking on anything else. But you know, and especially Fantastic Four. Yeah, and with how bleak the mainstream movie scenes become over the past ten years since Elizabethtown was released, it's not a great movie. But I walked away with a greater appreciation for it than like when we started, and it was one of those things like my clause in my contract was the only way I'd watch it is if we're doing it for the podcast and I'm very glad we did and it was a lot of fun to record because the things that you can poke fun at about that movie are very fun to poke fun at There's, I mean, it's, like it's about death so what's not funny about that <laughs> um, yeah my favorite and I'll, I'll grant I haven't like actually gone reviewing it's just like the like my gut reaction like off the top of my head like my favorite episode uh, is the natural born killers episode mm-hmm. just because I think partly because it was we were doing something new after nine episodes of like you yeah. know agreeing uh, uh, in the first portion of the of the podcast then we were actually arguing with each other and it actually reflected how we felt so yeah. it wasn't just like we were not just arguing for the sake of the podcast we're actually arguing uh the way we actually felt is and and it's such a fun movie there's so much to pick apart there's that, a lot to pick apart right yeah. so, that, so that made it fun it, it was it was always uh it was good and i think that uh in a way i i think that took us because every episode after that i actually felt that we'd like upped our game mm-hmm. and uh 
I don't know. Maybe I don't know if that that's that comes through to anybody else. But to me, that felt like good. I mean, I, I mean to be honest, every time we put out a new episode, I'm like, oh, this is my new favorite. Yeah. But the Natural Born Killers one kind of like stands out. Also, because I hadn't seen Natural Born Killers in forever, and that was probably the most fun I had watching it, <laughs> you know, ever. So, so that it, was good. It definitely we kind of had found our like groove since then, because since then we've kind of had the same average runtime and also just same basic tone from then on. So. It's a very ridiculous mission statement to begin with that we're doing here. So you kind of find it, it takes a while to find your footing, but we kind of figured it out there. So now it's just about we've got our feet under us. It's just now about swelling the audience. Yep. Uh, so speaking of runtime, you just mentioned that before we started recording, our shortest episode, which I knew this, but but go ahead and tell us. It was episode three. We did Rocky, and it was like right under 30 minutes. We were done with that movie so quickly. <laughs> To be fair, it's pretty simple. <laughs> right. I think anytime anybody asks me, like, why is it only 30 minutes? I would be like, well, it's there's no, there's only so, I mean, it's a good movie, but it's only so much you can say about it. Yeah. It's like, he just, they just fight. Yeah. He trains, they fight. <laughs> That's it. The movie's over. <laughs> the movie is so, I mean, the movie itself just shortens, shortens itself because you don't really get to see the whole movie. Train, date rape, fight, repeat. <laughs> exactly. I forgot about the date rape, which was like probably 50% of our podcast <laughs> yes. was about the date rape. Uh, so... So yeah, Rocky was our shortest episode, and in comparison, our longest episode. You said uh, before episode twenty. Yes. Okay, so episode twenty is a supersized one, but uh, uh, Smoking Aces was at an hour and a half. Right, our longest non-anniversary episode, <laughs> Smoking Aces, which kind of like reflects this trend that I guess as we've gotten more comfortable, we just keep talking. So yeah. the episodes have been getting longer. Uh, once upon a time, I don't know what point, but we were just like, oh, we won't go over an hour. Yeah. And then some point really we, hard not to. We went over an hour and then we stopped caring. So uh, it's not it's not a bite-sized podcast. It's it's an investment. So those of you who do listen to it, we appreciate it. Yes. I, and now where it's like maybe you listen to us on your way to work. Now you listen to us on the way to work and then on the, way, the back. way back. <laughs> yes. If you <laughs> have a long commute. <laughs> yes. Now you listen to us uh, on the first half and then the real talk you say for the, for the drive back. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so that is, and yeah, as as mentioned, you know, episode twenty, which I mean, it would be it will be up before this one. Mm-hmm. So by now, you know, it's like yeah, g- closer to two hours. But you know, that makes sense because it's like special anniversary thing, and we have an extra person. So, and it's quite a hefty film to discuss. But yeah, and we're like coming at it from different from all different positions. Uh, so now uh, the only thing left is our most popular episode. Which is <laughs> oddly enough, actually fittingly enough, because I think we it was the episode number eleven. It was Fantastic Four from two thousand five, and I didn't realize we timed it as well as we did. But like, even though it was a month or so before the uh, the new one, more came than out, that, it was at least two months. Before but like the when the shitstorm hit the fan with the new one, for some reason, like the listens just grew like crazy. Yeah, and it's like I mean. At first, we were like, oh, it's just because of this, this tie-in to this movie that's coming out that's kind of controversial already. Yeah. But then as we started looking into like the data coming in from our, the website server and everything, uh, we were hit with the harsh reality <laughs> that a lot of people that were downloading the episode were just hitting the page. They were just looking for Jessica Alba pictures. <laughs> and when you look at the, at the search terms of like how people were arriving at our website, it was just people looking for Fantastic Four Jessica Alba naked. That was what they were searching for on Google. And... Uh, I would like to think that at least one percent of those people actually downloaded the episode. Well, the SoundCloud <laughs> listens spiked when the movie like went to shit. So yeah, so there is something. There, there is something. But, but I mean, at this point, I'm not delusional. I know that a big chunk of those listens or visits to the website yeah. are just people that are that just 
I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah. You know, they wanna they wanna look at Jessica Alba naked yeah. or in which I guess they don't really know. It, it, you know, she doesn't get naked in Fantastic Four, guys. No. She like she strips down to in her the context, underwear. Context you see her in her underwear is like so mind-numbingly stupid that it almost ruins yeah the really it's like like our friend just said a little while ago you, you'd be better off just you know looking at her what is it like her maxim shoot i guess yeah yeah i mean there's that if you are just interested in jessica alba's skin you there's better ways of finding it uh, than visiting our podcast not to say that you shouldn't visit our podcast but come on guys so from here i wanted to go into uh some comments that we've gotten uh getting some feedback on recent episodes and the like uh our friend and future uh, guest, Brandon Curtis, had something to say. Uh, well, he has something to say about most episodes, but the, w- the one thing that stuck with me recently was uh, after the Smoking Aces episode, when we made a comment about how Ray Liotta's character was the most sympathetic that he had been in, like, forever. And I said, probably since Operation Double Drop. And then, and then he told me, he was like, well, you know, he was actually pretty sympathetic in Copland, which is true. And I love Copland as a movie. So have you seen Copland? No. Oh, well, he plays, in typical Ray Liotta fashion, he plays this, like, strung-out cop that looks like he's always, like, on some sort of drug. Uh, But he is pretty much Sylvester Stallone's uh, only friend in that movie. Like, Sylvester Stallone is this sheriff that nobody takes seriously. Uh And uh, he's surrounded. He lives in this community of corrupt cops. And Ray Liotta is is one of them, but he's the only one that actually looks out for Stallone. And uh, so I agree. He is a, uh, a sympathetic character in that. At the same time, uh, uh, our friend Corey, who's also a future guest in another episode, he mentioned that he's like, well, you know, he's not entirely sympathetic because in the movie, he kind of like, well, the reason he's so fucked up is because I think he set his house on fire to collect insurance mm-hmm. and his wife and kid died in the fire. So he accidentally killed his wife and kid. So he's not like a hero or anything. Yeah. So compared to that, the really out of Smoking Aces, he's like <laughs> knight in shining armor. <laughs> so... Uh, so there's that. There's also a comment from our friend Chaz, who has uh, a podcast that we mentioned uh, in an earlier episode. Um, he uh, he co-hosts Draft Zero, a podcast about screenwriting. He, I guess, he's a big fan of uh, American Hustle. So he took issue. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and our recent episode about Three Kings, when we were just like, you know, it became about an episode about bashing American Hustle for a little bit. A large chunk of real talk is us just bashing American Hustle. Which is like, you know, that's what real talk is about, to be real. <laughs> and uh, But Chaz, he tweeted at me, and he's like, just so you know, I'm down to defend American Hustle anytime you want. Which, you know, would include some logistics because he lives in Australia. So uh, it, it, <laughs> we'll save that for like a big, like the 100th episode or something. Yeah. The big, whereas we, at first we thought it was going to be like a big, like American Hustle bash and we just like trash it. Maybe we'll have somebody that wants to defend it. And, and He would be the first person I know that really enjoys <laughs> That really it. wants to defend it. <laughs> yes. Finally, uh, is I mentioned uh, my friend Corey earlier. He, uh, he knew about the podcast. He's known about it for a long time. I've known him forever. He's actually the guy that plays uh, Peter in my my web show, uh, The New Adventures of Baby Jesus. Anyway, he finally got around to listen to the episode. He just downloaded all of them, and he started listening to them. And as he was listening to them, he kept, like, texting me comments. And so I I <laughs> you took... just, like, marathoned them? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, like, over a weekend or so. Like, I was at work, I kept getting, like, messages. I couldn't, like, reply to all of them, but I was just <laughs> laughing my ass off. And so I just took, like, screen caps of, like, the funniest ones or the things that I, I thought that I might want to read uh, in the air. So, uh... There's one that obviously after listening to the the Rocky one, he he texted me, "You should really watch Rocky 2. 
personally, I think the second and third are the best in the series. But really, you should watch it because Rocky One is only half of the story. And watching Rocky One, Rocky Two, you actually get the full character arc. Uh, he still has a transformation into a relatively decent character. Uh, number two is all about the rematch between him and Apollo Creed. And really, it was done because so many people were angry about the fa the way the first movie ended. So really, Rocky Two is the movie that people were hoping Rocky One would be. But when watching Rocky One and Rocky Two together, it actually makes a complete story that's actually pretty decent. That's what makes Rocky, though. That's the point of it. That he loses. Not that, that he loses. That he makes it to the decision. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I can see though how like maybe watching Rocky One and Two becomes a more satisfying experience, just like in the more like traditional level of storytelling. Yeah. It's one uh, of those movies though, like you know, you can tell even watching it now, fucking forty years later, that they did not think it was going to be the hit it was because that's the whole point of the story is that he makes the he makes it to the end of the fight, makes it to the final bell, and then afterwards that they ain't going to be no rematch. That whole thing, like right. I guess if you were going to make a sequel to Rocky. You know, it's like you're screwed. The, the, the sequel to Rocky is going to happen no matter what because the studio has the rights. It's going to happen with or without Stallone. <laughs> it's going to happen with or without anybody. But it's, it's moving well, forward. This, this fall? Creed? Creed, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's the franchise that won't die. Like, as long as it's making money, yep. it's, it's Turn good. them greenbacks. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if you're going to make, like, a, a follow-up to Rocky, then it kind of makes sense that he has to win in this one. Mm -hmm. Either he wins or dies. All that said, I'm not going to watch Rocky 2 unless you guys, like, sit me down and watch it with me. Because yeah. there are movies I just won't watch by myself. Um, I really enjoy the first Rocky and the last Rocky. Rocky Balboa is really good. <laughs> Those are good bookends. You can skip like yeah. the rest, the bulk of it. You the, can definitely skip five. Then he uh, he said, I'm now listening to your Smoking Aces review. And it's great that you pointed out the moment where uh, Aces is on the phone with the lawyer shuffling the cards. And the last one that comes up is a joker. But I think you actually miss what's more important in that moment, which is that think about how good he is at card tricks. Think about the precision and control he has in every other scene with the cards he pulls. So when he pulls the Joker, it's, it's on purpose. He can't make the decision himself, but he knows the decision has to be made. So he basically sets himself up. So That's genius. That is, I actually love that reading. Yeah. That, you know, that is, he wants to like kind of fool himself into saying, well, the cards are deciding for me. Yeah. But really, he has so much control over the cards that... We didn't get that. We did get later when he's building the house of cards and it crumbles in his hands. Right, 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 right. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, this one was, I think, earlier on on his listening. Although I think he listened to them out of order, but he goes, this is just like a one comment, which is, you're clearly being facetious in the Paul Blart Mole Cop review when you say that this is the movie of Servant Report wishes that it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, right, but I still don't like Observant Report. Um, this is on a, just a little bit of trivia. So I've been listening to the Natural Born Killers review. Uh, it's interesting to note that in order to write Quentin Tarantino's amazing script, Oliver Stone and his production team and writer, uh, basically a four-man group, went out into the desert and tripped mushrooms and rewrote the script of Mushrooms. <laughs> Sounds about right. But I buy it. Oh, back to Paul Blart. He says, now I know the first half of the review is satirical, and then the second half is what you all really sing. Still, you'll need Paul, you made Paul Blart sound way better than it actually was, <laughs> considering it's a movie that essentially just spent the entire runtime kicking you in the nuts and then screaming in your face, am I funny yet? <laughs> I agree. I think we actually yeah. got – that's the angriest we've ever gotten in a, in a real talk when we just yeah. went off against uh, Adam Sandler. And then this, this might be – my favorite. Just finished listening to the Elizabeth uh, Town review. 
pretty good. I agree with you. The movie gets way too much hate. However, I have to ask, are you a couple of 15 or 16-year-old girls? Because I've never seen someone go so far out of their way to suck Orlando Bloom's dick just for existing. <laughs> the reason he didn't have a career is because he's one of the shittiest actors to ever poison the screen. <laughs> There's a reason why this and Lord of the Rings are his best performances. It's because in total... Each of those movies only had about five minutes of actual acting in it, for it, and the rest of it he just has to stand there like a fucking robot, which is what he is. <laughs> As you can tell, Corey doesn't care for Orlando Bloom. Uh, plain and simple, he's a hot piece of ass. It's the only reason he ever got any jobs in movies, and it's the only reason why, on any level, he continues to work. But it didn't help that Elizabeth Town, Kingdom of Heaven, and Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3 were awful, and he was pointing that in each of those as being one of the worst things in the movie. Which, in fairness, Elizabeth Town is not the worst thing. Uh, Elizabeth Town, he's not the, the worst thing in Elizabeth Town, but in the others, he totally is. So his acting ability and range fall somewhere in between Edward Furlong and a stapler. Hey, Amen. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Edward Furlong. T2 is like the greatest action movie of all time. Have you followed his career? After? I think, actually, American History X, he's, he does yeah, all right. good. Uh, but then, you know, if you watch The Crow, I think it's The Crow, Wicked Prayer. That's Corey showed me that movie. He's fucking terrible in it. I believe it. Is that the third one? That is. Uh, is that the one with Kirsten Dunst? No, no, the next one. It's oh, the next one. God, Zulander. there was one after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo and David Boreanaz. Uh, Whew. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And then, well, I show you this picture. Uh, I might put it on the on the website. It's just a picture of this woman, kind of like it looks like she's smelling soap, and and the caption on it just says, "I just cheated," and then he wrote, "That's in honor of the family stone." <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you guys might remember, there's yeah. this this big scene right after uh, Sarah Jessica Parker cheats on uh, Dermot Maroney. Dermot yeah, Dermot. Yeah, and she's just like kind of rubbing soap all over her face. It's really weird. Um, Classic movie. Yep. And then finally, he said, uh, on the Elizabeth Town Review, you were talking about directors who were at the top of their game and then fell, and you missed out the most obvious one, John Hughes. He was like the quintessential voice of the 80s for a very long time, and then look at the later movies he did, like Home Alone and Baby's Day Out. Not just the first Home Alone. That motherfucker wrote Home Alone 3. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, yeah, we also miss Shyamalan. And he was like, yeah, I listened to that too, but Shyamalan, I don't feel, was ever the voice of a genre or a generation in the same way that Spielberg or John Hughes was. Shyamalan was just a flavor of the week. You just had an extremely delayed aftertaste. So all that words of wisdom from somebody who marathoned our entire uh, uh, output so far. I look forward to him marathoning the next 20 episodes. <laughs> just, just writing another big document. Just saving it up. Yeah. So with that, uh, let's just close with the future. What what can we expect from the future this, this next year, the next 20 episodes? Uh, we're starting with our political arc that we're doing. Yes. Even though we're doing it a year ahead of time. But. but still, I mean, there's always, at this point, you start campaigning a year ahead of time. That's right. So, so we'll just hashtag it, Democratic debate, <laughs> hashtag GOP. <laughs> hashtag GOP, ha hashtag those damn liberals. So we're doing that for episodes 21 through 25, correct? 24. 24. 25, we're going to tackle a movie that hopefully will still be 100% uh, fresh uh, by the time that we get there. We're doing uh, Modern Times, the Charlie Chaplin classic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you looked a little concerned for a while. No, I was just trying <laughs> to remember. For a moment. Uh, and then 48 hours, is that on the horizon? Yes, 26, 27 hour, 48 hours, and another 48 hours, which is where we bring the aforementioned Brandon Curtis 
to uh, to help us out. I think because of the way that you know we're going like one fresh, one rotten, one fresh, one rotten. We're actually doing another forty eight hours first, and then we're doing forty eight hours, oh, okay. which shall prove interesting. I don't know if you've seen any of them. I know I've seen forty eight hours at some point. Okay, I haven't seen either, so uh, it's I, I'm gonna watch them out of order. I'm gonna I'm gonna appreciate that. Um, and then from then on, it's kind of like the sky is the limit. Although I think. We've already committed to episode 30, the next Grey Area episode. It's going to be the A-Team. Hell yes. yes. Joe Carnahan bringing the bacon. Joe Carnahan. And then, like I said, uh, whatever it falls, the episode before WrestleMania, we're going to do Ready to Rumble with David Arquette and uh, <laughs> Oliver Platt. We've, we've, we've had David Arquette before, you know, now that we've done Scream. Yeah. Uh, and Oliver Platt, I guess that will be his, his debut. Whenever that falls. Fuck it, who's the other guy in it? Sean, Sean Can. You're asking me like I would no, know. No, I'm trying to remember his name. He's also in the Oceans Sh- movies. Sean Penn. Not Sean Penn. Scott Can. Scott Scott Can. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay, yeah. Scott Can. Um, yeah. Uh, personally, I will. I promise you, dear listeners, I'm gonna keep wearing uh, Alex down until he agrees to do a good day to die hard. I bought it on Blu-ray a long time ago. <laughs> just for the express purpose of reviewing it for the podcast so i'll i'll keep hammering at that uh i also uh i've been wanting to do disney movie for a while and i personally i'm pushing for beauty and the beast but alex might sway me over to a different disney movie yeah i don't really know if i feel like hating on beauty and the beast i have a really strong attachment to that but so. it's so like i mean the undertones of of like uh you know the hostage situation and the the uh what do you call the syndrome? Where like Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. You know, there's it's such rich potential there. There's got to be something else we can find though. Is Brave fresh? Fuck Brave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay, then the, I, I I'll take this. It feels like I've already hated so much on Brave. You know, outside of the podcast, non-contextually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those uh, just those two because I wrote the A team and Ready to Rumble. So, so, so you you have That's that a hell to look of a double to. feature right there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that is that is that. I think that wraps up our, our little uh, anniversary bonus. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to tell us about the past 20 episodes, uh, if you think that we missed something, if you were deeply offended by something that Corey said in his comments, <laughs> if you're like Orlando Bloom's mom or something, then just let us know. And also, if you have suggestions for what to do over the next year, uh, we still have plenty of slots to fill. So uh, uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Yep. 